This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. There are millions of Aussies living with a disability and millions more who form part of their care and support network. Tomorrow is International Day of People with Disabilities. And to talk about the joys and challenges of parenting kiddos with additional needs, I'm joined by the hosts of one of my favourite podcasts, Two Peas in a Podcast, Kate and Mandy. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Oh, you have created such an incredible community for parents who previously would have felt pretty disconnected and alone in, mm. in raising kids with additional needs. Was that your experience before kind of finding your tribe? You know, I was always on the lookout. Who's sort of parenting and the road less travelled? Whatever that looks like. So it didn't necessarily matter the diagnosis. Like for me, I had twins with cerebral palsy and I was like, who is sort of doing parenting, diverse mothering like me? So I was always trying to look for them. Yeah, and I can imagine even just twins um, alone. Yeah. It'd be hard to get out of the house, <laughs> get to get to the mum's groups, gosh. It was a couple of rough years. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do people say or do that's unhelpful to you or your kiddos? I think, and this is all society and people don't do it with any meanness in their hearts, they expect us to all conform to a certain standard and and timeline. And if you see a two-year-old having a tantrum in the supermarket, you think it's funny and you're like, give the mother a little, ha-ha, we've all been there. Mm. And if you see a 14-year-old doing it, you just jump to judgment. But it is very heartbreaking for the carer and often for the child. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that idea of norm because you talk a lot in the podcast about smile stones instead of milestones. Can you share a little bit Mm -hmm. about that? We had uh, somebody share the term with us over Instagram, I think, Mm -hmm. with a lady that she met outside the butchers (laughs) saying, oh, I call them smile stones. And then when we were introduced to the term, we were like, that's the most amazing term because the traditional milestones that are in developmental booklets don't mean anything to our families. Mm -hmm. So we want to say instead of us coming away from the nurse or the paediatrician feeling like none of our boxes are getting ticked, what about our smile stones? What about the moment that our child does something that someone said they never would Mm -hmm. or the moment that they went into surgery and were so brave or Mm. there's so many scenarios so yeah we just think milestones is the perfect term yeah Yeah. beautiful um your kiddos they go to mainstream schools is that right uh one of my twins does and one goes to a special school okay my boys are at mainstream in those mainstream schools i've heard you guys talk about recognition and you know particularly this time of the year there's a lot of school Mm. awards getting thrown out oh not thrown out uh, getting well given out Well, because, yeah, you, you've got some uh, really valid and strong feelings about how people are recognised. I think a couple of years ago I was sitting in the assembly and they got up all the children that had, had been to school every single day in the term mm. and they were all paraded up the front and I remember just having a visceral feeling of, wow, like my kids would never get this award. Mm. What about the kids that are having cancer treatment? What about mm. the kids that are being pulled out for physio and OT and speech or some of the with domestic that, violence? Anything, you know. Why are we celebrating the children that are healthy and well and get to go every day and or promoting the idea that sending children just to get perfect attendance if they're sick and they're not resting? Mm. So I was just like, wow, this yeah. attendance award is ridiculous. Yeah, and they still do them. I know. We've had lots of photos sent to us. Yeah. And I think the other thing about awards is... The truth is, if you are really good at something naturally, you sort of know, right? (laughs) And that is a reward and an award within itself. Now, there are 
children who are exceptionally good at English and they will get the English awards at, you know, I don't know if they hand them out in assembly or whatever. But the child who struggles with dyslexia and, you know, maybe a mild IQ, uh, mild intellectual disability, that child will work 10 times harder to learn the, to read or nouns or whatever and they don't get recognised. Mm. So I think awards also show that work does not um, equal recognition reward. or yeah. reward, right? And so I've had so many teachers tell me when my boys were in junior school, no one works harder than them, but they've never received an award related to education. So they might get a, an award in assembly for helping someone unpack their bag or whatever, which is yeah. it's just nice. But if you're getting an award for that and the person next to you is getting an award for their maths, it's just really obvious. Yeah. And so I truly and honestly believe no academic or sporting awards should be given out once you get to year 12. That ATAR, if you choose to do that, that's that's recognition that's enough. enough. And I, I think they're extremely hurtful to children who sit and try and try and try and miss, like, kids who go into ed support, they miss all the fun things. They might miss art. They might miss languages. They might, you know, yes. just to learn. And then other kids who just breeze through it get all the awards. It's a really interesting discussion, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, well, we think it is because mm. I think until, my, I don't know if people were talking about it before us, but we yep. sort of started screaming it on behalf of our kids. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm sure there's a lot of um, teachers, people in the education who are hearing it and I think you make mm. such a good point, so thank you. Um, some encouragement, you know, for the parents of maybe kids with a disability who are feeling really burnt out at the moment. Yeah. Well, we are Melbourne women, so <laughs> if anyone's burnt out, it's us, right? So you we, have, but you've had a taste. You've had, had a real good taste. So, yeah. okay, we just say come and join our tribe, listen to our podcast. Yeah. You only need a couple of friends. Yeah. If you're someone that's feeling lonely, you just need a couple of friends. You don't need a whole gang. You just need, and they might not be people that have the same diagnosis no. as you, but they're people that understand what it's like to be different to the women at mm. the school gate. Mm. Yeah. And the other thing we say is you win. You are the tiredest of your friends. You have the least time and we see you because a lot of people don't see you and just sometimes someone saying, I see what you're going through, is enough. And so if you're listening to this in your lounge room and you're crying thinking, I am so lonely, I am so tired and it's Christmas, now I have to put on my mask and be all Christmassy and blessed and happy, there are other women that feel the same. And so we see you. And it's okay to be sad. It's okay to cry in the shower or your cupboard and then come out and be happy for the kids. It's actually okay. We call it the turnaround time. So one minute you've got a diagnosis from your paediatrician, you have a cry in the car or in the shower and then you're out and you're cooking tea. And everyone's saying, I only want nuggets. And you're just like, okay. (laughs) That's the power of women. We are awesome, right? Yes. And and the power of love for our children, nothing comes before it, right? Yeah. And so we will do whatever it takes. And If you know people in your community that are diverse mothering like mm. us, then get alongside them. Yep. Get along. what, Especially what, around Christmas time. We have kids going to carols that can't cope. We have, the, you know, so much extra pressures of getting oh. to Christmas services and all those things. And having to meet every relative you can't even remember and hug them. And I mean, it's hard <laughs> enough for us, let's face it. Yes. So try to do that to just a typical child and then a child with some diagnosis. And take some pressure off yourselves. Yeah. Can I just ask that in terms of getting alongside someone, what is the mm. sort of practical support that makes a difference, that makes you or your kiddos feel a little better? 
Firstly, I always say if you've got if you know someone that's got two year old twins or triplets, invite them around to your house yes. because no one wants to invite you around when you've got toddler twins, no. right? <laughs> so we, I, we just wouldn't get invited because we, as if people we would had want to them. be friends with so each we other. Have to be friends with each other. So if you've got a friend with twins, know they're going to come. They're going to destroy your house. <laughs> You're going to have stuff everywhere, and you just say to your friend, "Here's some dinner for you as you leave, yep. and I will clean up." And I'm so pleased you could come here yeah. today. And the other thing is, don't say, "Are you okay? Can I help you?" What what you say is, look, I know that you've had a really, really full-on week. I know that your child's just, say, really having trouble adapting to going into um, high school next year. So I'm coming around tomorrow and we're mowing the lawn and I'm bringing dinner. Mm-hmm. So you don't say, how can I help you? Because all of us say, no, no it's fine, okay. yes. but we're not okay. And everyone will know that. Everyone's been through a trauma or a crisis. Maybe a loved one has died or, you know, your child broke their arm unexpectedly. You know, things happen to all of us. And I think when you live with a child with a disability, and some people have uh, much trickier lives than me, those things happen every week, Mm. right? So it's absolute exhaustion. So if you can just sit with that person, not try and tear them up, not try and make anything different for them, but just help. Don't offer to help actually help. Or just even listen. Send you can send Uber Eats emails. You know, here you go. Have dinner on me this week. Yeah. All those kinds of things, right? And you just take that burden off that person. Mm. Yes. Mm. And hopefully we are light and shade. Mm. Yes. We have some hard times, but also we know what to laugh about, right? Oh yeah. And you'll never ever, and I stand by this, meet people who understand what true love is like a parent of a child with a disability, right? right. It is a different love. We don't even know where it came from. So you get to be a part of that if you hang out with us. Yeah, we're pretty great. (laughs) You guys are actually awesome. Mandy and Kate, thank you so much for joining me. And, yeah, giving parents of kids with additional needs a voice and a community that can relate. If you want to hear more of Mandy and Kate, got to check out their podcast. It's called Two Peas in a Podcast. And they've also got a fantastic book called The Invisible Life of Us. Definitely check it out. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.